0: Welcome to this week's episode of Top Lines and Tales, your weekly livestock podcast. And yet another special this week as we interview a great guest. But uh, you'll hear a lot of noise in the background, a little bit of loudspeakers and things going on because we're coming to you live from the Royal Welsh Show. Um, uh, As always, we'd like to thank our sponsors Harborough and congratulate them on feeding quite a lot of the champions that have been here at the Royal Welsh Show. And uh, let me introduce my today's guest. Well, this week on Top Lines and Tales, I'm delighted to have an old friend and an old mucker in the car. World and it's a, quite a first this week because uh, we're recording live from the Royal World Show actually well, along with my guest here George Harvey. George welcome to Top Lines and Tales. Thank you Andy uh, and it's, it's nice to be back in your company again. And you can hear in the background a little bit, you can hear loudspeakers, people talking in Welsh. We've no idea what they're saying, George, because you're out of, out of your comfort zone, cause a Scottish man down here in Wales, but what a tremendous show this is, isn't it? Oh,
1: fantastic. It's uh, it's one of the best, and we love coming down here to the Royal Welsh from Scotland. Uh, all the hours of travelling to get here, uh, when we're only 30 odd miles to go to the Highland Show. Would prefer coming to the Royal Welsh. It's
0: just exceptional, isn't it? The atmosphere and everything, and, and, the, and the people, and the, the way the Welsh at night all get thing in, George. But they love welcoming
1: the Scots down here. I don't think, they? on top of that, it's the uh, adventure of being
0: away from home. <laughs> but as you said, it's a long trip down. How long did it take you to come down with the cattle?
1: Six, well, we sent the cattle on <laughs> a lorry, and we came down with a caravan and pick up, and it took us six and a half hours to, to, to come here from home. Six and a half hours
0: to, to come down with, with the caravan. And, and just tell me, well, tell our listeners how many cattle do you have here and what do you got.
1: We've got one bull and uh, two sheep. Uh, a, a young Hereford bull who was uh, fortunate enough to be a reserve breed champion. He was junior junior male champion, best bred ever, and. Reserve male uh, champion, reserve overall. And he's an exceptional bull, George. I saw him out there. He'll be a young bull that's destined for the sales maybe later this year. We're, we're intending to take him to Shrewsbury on the 30th of September. Right. Okay, and so we mentioned obviously you're in Herefords. I mean, originally with Lemmens as well, George, and your, your Harvey
0: trademark uh, herd has been going quite a long time. Let's get back to the beginning. How did you
1: get started? Uh, we started off in 1980. He 1984,
0: 1985, and we uh, bought
1: a, a limousine heifer from Robert Graham, uh, the renowned Robert Graham, who incidentally won the breed here as well today or this week. And uh, uh, we needed a companion for her. Uh, and we couldn't afford another limousine so we bought a, a, a Hereford heifer from the
0: uh, renowned Alec
1: Kant at the time yeah, from yeah. Panmure and the Panmure herd is still going very strong as well So you got into Hereford's because you couldn't afford to get into the limousine Judge. <laughs> no, well, we did have one limousine oh, yeah. but we couldn't afford two <laughs> And you've worked, worked away at
0: those for a while but Herefords become more of your passion really hasn't it?
1: Definitely, definitely uh, although uh, Still very passionate about uh, limousines and we've strayed a little bit over the years uh, with Galloway's. And Galloway's is another uh, passion that we had. However, over the last uh, three years, so four years, we were losing the tenancy of the farm, so we had to uh, trim things down and unfortunately the Galloway's went, the commercial cattle went, the sheep all went uh, and left us just with a, a, a nucleus of um, Hereford cows and Limousine cows, and of course uh, Sophie's passion for the uh, Blue Texel sheep. Incidentally, she's got uh, a, a ewe lamb and a tip lamb here as well.
0: Well, go on to, to Sophie, your daughter, of course, a very talented stock girl that she is. But to, going back to the beginning there, you, George, I remember you going back a long way where there were four of you brothers, I think, originally, all
1: involved in the cattle business and all very, very able, all four of you. Now, uh, only three involved in cattle. Uh, my younger brother uh, was a, an engineer uh, in, uh, with... the then the Hydroelectric Company in Scotland. But uh, Brother John, he he had an illustrious career taking uh, uh, cattle over to uh, America and he he worked Uh, in in Texas with one or two uh, famous (laughs) Angus herds. And uh, he he worked at some famous places. Uh, in Scotland with George Cormack at uh, the Ashley Herd at, at, um, and oh. I think it, was it Ken? Oh. Well it was Ken and no. he went up to yeah. Greensbury uh, and then uh, he also worked, well before that he had started uh, with my father at uh, the Gade Herd at Balfred. Okay. and uh, we are we were working with Jim Donald, who was a, a mentor of mine, and um, and my brother Jim also worked with with them. So for years and years they worked with uh, um, Aberdeen Angus, but that was back in the days when there wasn't really very many Continentals in the country. The Continental thing has has changed, changed changed the cattle world, and uh, and then the both went on to work with. Cementoes or limousines or and charlies. Let's just step back
0: to to the Angus a second there, because I'm obviously involved in Angus with, with the Angus history and uh, some of those animals that went to America. They weren't very big, George. Some of those those weird cars there, but uh, fantastic money they went over and it's such a oh, buzz about yeah. it wouldn't be back in those days.
1: I, I I can't remember any of the names of, of the cow that uh, John took over to America, but uh, in those days they were making. 30, 40, 50,000. Yeah, yeah. So some serious money involved in it um,
0: back in that day, wasn't it, uh, with the Angus? And of course, the Angus, then the story of the Angus that once uh, the foot and mouth came in and the, and the export market stopped and, and the Continentals came in, as you said, and the, and the whole job changed, didn't it? The Charolais came in and started making their mark and the cattle industry changed pretty much overnight, didn't
1: it? Oh, well, that's right. Um, and uh, it used to be back in the day there would be. Uh, a thousand Aberdeen Angus bulls at, at uh, Perth, a thousand Shorthorn bulls at Perth the week after, and just under a thousand Hereford bulls in Edinburgh. Uh, probably the week after that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was spectacular. It changed days, changed days. But the Hereford too has changed, and that's kind of what I want to talk to you. You have got into the Hereford slightly later, but the the Herefords, of course, were a very small animal when, when De Quincy and the crowd ruled the roost in the sixties. But they changed them, to get them back again.
1: It took a lot of work. Well, when we, yeah, that that's before my day. But uh, when we went into Herefords, we thought. Well, Herefords are at the bottom, and won't be long until they'll, they'll uh, become more popular and an increasing uh, popularity. And it's taken quite a lot of years, but I think we're finally getting there now after thirty odd years of trying. I would say you certainly are getting there. Some of the Hereford cattle a good show of Hereford cattle
0: here. I have to a say, and you cattle said cattle. Uh, you said you were you were in amongst it yesterday. And a uh, good show of Herefords. Mm-hmm. A, um, a big bull that was winning overall. Yes. I think wasn't he? He was a tremendous beast. I thought. Yes, he's a good
1: bull. Uh, a bull bred in Northern Ireland and uh, uh, living in Wales with the Bowen family. And of course, he's the overall champion. And uh, our young bull uh, of 16 months, uh, called Willie the Womanizer. <laughs> uh, my daughter, Sophie, is uh, is good at t- coming up with uh, Different names, I would say. <laughs>
0: Brilliant, and uh, so so you you know you would have been Stockman in a few places, or was it always your own, own cattle that you ran, the judge?
1: I never really worked for anybody other than freelance. Uh-huh. I did freelance work for quite a number of people, um, but it was always like uh, well. I, I, I made my living out of cattle hoof trimming, yeah, and uh, and that got me introduced to, to uh, quite a number of people who were needing freelance help, and so I did a lot of uh, particularly bull sale work mm-hmm. and a little bit of. Um, uh, show work, but mostly bull sales work. Yeah, there was, there was
0: a band of us back then. I was in the in the freelance cattle trimming world as well. It was a band of, of three or four of us, and it would be it'd be a, a lot of work because you'd have, you'd go to shows, you'd have two or three, two or three different different types of cattle there all at the same time at the bull sales there, and it's uh, because there's professionals at it now. A lot of people earn their living. That's all they do doing that freelance work. But uh, uh, they were they were good times, George. They were good times we had. We had some
1: fantastic times, uh, and. We did the fat stock job as well, uh, started in 1990, went to Earl's Court for the first time to the Royal Smithfield Show and uh, what a fantastic event that was and sadly it's no longer in existence but uh, the the parties in arrow score would probably be second to none.
0: <laughs> totally agree. And you mentioned a name just now, Jim Donald, and I've spoken about Jim Donald on this podcast before and I learned a lot from Jim Donald, watching him down at Smithfield dressing Carl, an absolute master, because you said he was a mentor
1: to you, George, and stood uh, you in good stead. Well, my father worked with Jim Donald and so did my two older brothers. And and I was more or less on their short tails. Uh, they were they were kind of they'd moved away from from Jim's when I worked with them, but I, I was only really a schoolboy working with them, uh, and then of course the, that hair get dispersed and Jim moved away to Perthshire away from us so. Uh, it wasn't the end of the relationship, but it was. Um, it was the end of the close relationship. The family was still very, very, uh, very friendly. And of course, it said uh, Jim Donald with the gay Drew herd for a
0: fantastic herd of Angus. The Angus they had then, and as uh, you said, no longer with us, and Smithfield no longer with us, and the Royal Show no longer with uh, us, George. But uh, the Royal Welsh is—it's uh, the one to go,
1: the, the Royal Welsh. Do you come to the Winter Fair here at the Royal Welsh? That's a good show too. No, but we've exhibited. Uh, I think it's maybe twice, Uh, my daughter Sophie has brought cattle to the the winter fair. Um, Incidentally, I think she's one of the very few people who uh, won the Young Handlers here at the Royal Welsh Summer Show and in the same year won the Young Handlers at the Royal Welsh Winter Fair.
0: Well, let's go on and talk about Sophie for a minute there. As I said, very able stockswoman. Uh, spends her uh, full-time, is she now, with, uh, with Ian Nimmo at, um, at Mariscord?
1: Nearly full-time, but she also with, Well, she's, she spends most of her time with Ian. Uh, and uh, very successful there. They had the uh, uh, limousine champion at the, um, the Yorkshire. The Yorkshire mm-hmm. And the same heifer had been uh, junior interbreed champion at the Highland Show. They don't come to the Royal Welsh, which is, I think, a bit of a shame, yes. um, however, it means that Sophie can spend more time with her own cattle here.
0: <laughs> That's true, I suppose, she can, and as you said, she can get her own cattle there, she does have a, have a nucleus, a small
1: herd now, and some of the Herefords are hers as well, I believe, Josh. Yes, in fact, the bull that, uh, that we've got here, uh, her mother, uh, was Sophie's 21st birthday present. Is that right? And uh, the only thing that she ever wanted for her birthday was that heifer. Really? <laughs> no chance of you not giving it to her then? Or that. And she successively has her birthday at the Royal Welsh so show. It was her birthday on Sunday. Uh-huh. So another another birthday party at the Royal Welsh. <laughs> and as
0: it is, George. I don't know about you, but I was out down the lines there last night and the Welsh boys were singing away and playing the yeah. piano and it's tremendous. The, the the night, the crack of the night at this place is just is, is Unbelievable! But where all the
1: Welsh boys are doing the, all the singing, uh, the Scots boys are doing the drinking.
0: <laughs> exactly. Teach them how to drink down here. That's that's for sure. But there would be a lot of Scotsmen down here. I mean, I, the my sheep came down on a wagon. There were sixteen short ones coming down on the same load. There. Yep. There'd be there'd be a lot of cattle down here, but and, and not just cattle, but a lot of Scots people come down here for the holidays
1: to come to see this event, don't they? There's, there's lots of people come here uh, just for a trip. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met quite a few people. In fact, my daughter-in-law's cousin uh, I, met, uh, I met him here yesterday. He was here sh- shearing sheep, and so is his daughter. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's fantastic that the Royal Welsh attracts Scots
0: in their droves. It certainly, certainly does. And you talk about the sheep shearing, it's going on behind us just now. And the sheep shearing, the Welsh boys have had it all their own way in the oh, sheep shearing this year, they're on fire.
1: Winning the Golden Shears yeah. at the Highland
0: Show. Oh. Yeah, that was, a, that was tr- a spectacular event, wasn't it? It was. And you talk, talk, talking about a few of the cattle here? Then, as you said, the the limousines went on and won the, um, the Robert Graham's cow and calf. They won the limousines yesterday, and, and they went on to win the singles
1: interbreed. A That's spectacular right. beast! out tell yes. me a bit about her. And uh, incidentally, I'm uh, chairman of my local show at Drummond, uh-huh. and her uh, spectacular career started at Drummond by winning the the limousines, and then the interbreed. Uh-huh. And she went on to win at uh, three other. Uh, yeah, three other local shows in Scotland before going to the Highland Show where she won the Interbreed there as well. Unfortunately she was Reserve Champion at the Yorkshire Show but then she's won the Interbreed here. So it's a fantastic career.
0: But, but Sophie's had a bit of a hand in both of those because of course Sophie with the Nemo's cattle beat her at, at, the, at the Yorkshire Show but then Sophie uh, takes the calf when the cow goes out there. Sophie that's brings right. the calf round the ring and that's a fantastic calf that's on that cow is it? That's isn't right, them? yes.
1: So Fantastic she's a,
0: unit. So she's she's had a so we've had a hand in, in, in the championships from both sides. There's some some excellent year that, that she's had and some great glory. Oh yeah,
1: yes. And uh, we're hoping to continue. Well, we've we've still to go to uh, Perth Show, which is the Scottish National Hereford Show, okay. on the fifth of August. And then after that, we're hoping to sell two young Hereford bulls at. Uh, um, Shrewsbury on the thirtieth of August. thirtieth uh, of September. And you talk about
0: the national show up there, but the, the national show for Herefords, so I'd be right national being in Timbury Wells. Oh no, that's maybe Horned
1: cattle. That's Horned cattle. Uh, the, there's uh, the Hereford Pool Show. Is it Morton in the Marsh, mm-hmm. uh, which is a national show? The Horn Show is it. Uh, Tenbury that's a national show and the Scottish national show for Herefords is at Perth this year
0: And and for our listeners, a lot of listeners around the world that probably don't understand the difference between the the horns and the poles and especially the guys in America, pretty much all the Herefords over there are poles but there's still a strong contingent of horned Hereford still here in the UK and and is it a battle between them? They exhibit
1: in the same classes, don't they? Yes, it it used to be a bit of a battle between the two uh, factions but not anymore. It's all one, and uh, uh, white face is is the is king. And I think where the Hereford is going to move forward is not in the pure world, but in the commercial world, with the black baldy that Aberdeen Angus Hereford cross, mm-hmm. as opposed to years ago it used to be Hereford cross Frisian. Mm-hmm. That has now moved, and it's. I think the the focus is now on the black Baldy, the Angus cross Hereford. Well,
0: certainly the Hereford numbers are on the up. We spoke to to. we spoke to Boomer Birch on here a while ago, and and uh, Boomer, of course, an, an oppo of yours, I suppose, in yeah. in, the, in the whole Hereford world. But uh, yeah, the Hereford numbers are getting up. semen getting sold across a lot of dairy herds, and uh, it, becoming a bit more lucrative than the days when when you first started, Judge.
1: Oh, definitely, definitely, um, and and. Uh, we work all. With, we don't have a, boat, a bull at the moment for Limousine or Hereford. Uh, we work all with AI, which means that you can use. Better quality bulls than what you could afford to buy. Well,
0: well, there is that is the beauty, of course. And also, oh, yeah.
1: it's Sophie that does her uh, inseminations because she's uh, she's qualified for that.
0: She's qualified for that as well. She's got a got a finger a lot of pies by the side over there and a girl with it with a fantastic future in, in in that. And is that is that what she wants to do, George? She's going to carry on in the cattle world. Is that is that her ambition? I would
1: I would assume so. Would assume so. Sure. But not to leave out there, my the rest of my family. Uh, uh, it, you couldn't do these sort of things if it wasn't for family. I've got my my daughter Beth is uh, doing feeding at home. My son Jamie and his um, his wife Hannah, they they've been doing feeding at home. Uh, they're on holiday this week, and uh, not at the Royal Welsh, of course. <laughs> and my wife Maggie, she feeds at home when. The youngsters can't do it. So so basically what you're saying is you left the wife at fun. home to do
0: all the work and you're away there having a good time, George, could I say? I think you're having a good time Excellent. when I saw your last bit. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so, George, tell us a little bit about what you've done in the show ring because you've been in the show ring for, what, 30-odd years now? Well, well I think I'm actually quite
1: proud uh, of the fact that I have shown uh, lead cattle in the show ring in all four countries of, uh, of the UK, uh-huh. Northern Ireland, uh, England, Wales and Scotland, of course and uh, the, the pinnacle of my uh, successes has to be winning the King's Cup at Smithfield in 2006, when sadly it wasn't at, at uh, Errol's Court, but Shepton Mallet is a fantastic place. I, re- I remember,
0: remember that event in Shepton Mallet there, but uh, yeah, that King's Cup is something else. It's a huge thing. to take two of you to lift it, John.
1: Well, when it was presented to me, I caught it with the stem and held it above my head. <laughs> and a few minutes later all the photographers came past to ask if I would do it again and I said I'll do it all day if you need to <laughs> oh,
0: you'd, have a, you'd have a strong arm with that but that was a fantastic, that's a brilliant achievement to win. So, what did
1: you win that with uh, it was a, um, a, a pure uh, Galloway steer and, and obviously the King's Cup was for best bread bread exhibitor yes. so, uh, he was home bread uh, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that and that lived with me he still lives with me, 2006, 17 years ago. However, uh, the, the other biggest achievement was winning the Hereford Pole Show at, um, uh, at Morton and the Marsh in 2019 with a her homebred uh, Hereford heifer. In fact, it's Sophie's heifer because it was out of her, her birthday present. And, uh, and she went on to win the. Uh, uh, um, the interbreed at that show as well, and we've only ever won two interbreeds. Uh, funnily enough, the other interbreed was, a, was with a limousine, and so we've, we've done well with one Galloway, one, one Hereford, and one limousine. The three breeds you've got, you put them all into interbreed status, and
0: the Morton the Marsh show, and that's that's no picnic, there's a lot of, well used to have been there, a lot of bold lot of cattle at that I metro. I think
1: there was over 100 in that section, there was 115
0: at that show. So to win that and then go win the Intermediate. Well, that's, yes. that's a, gr- a great achievement, uh, superb there, and uh, and uh, anywhere else, have you ever
1: won one down here, George? Yes. Yeah, the closest we've got was, was this week when we were reserve champion, we've not really won many overall championships, we've got a big list of reserves, <laughs> <laughs> so... I've uh, this time. I've had lots of reserves. I've only had one reserve at the at the Highland Show. I've had lots of reserves at the Yorkshire Show. Uh, and hopefully the future's going to change that the future's going to change that
0: You're Right. well we wish you best of luck with that bull and we'll be keeping an eye out for him because he is a topper of a bull and I uh, hope he does well for you at Shrewsbury well thanks very much no I said, um, I said it's a tremendous show and it's, it's a privilege to be at this show and uh, in front of us they're judging the teams of, they've been judging the teams of cattle out there there's um, three short-ons winning the exhibit of bread and, and, uh, and then behind me there's the sheep lines as well and the, the, the sheep interbreed is about to go on there the biggest sheep show in the world George 3,000
1: Our sheep must and uh, and you had some sheeper as well. So tell me how you went on with those. Uh, they they didn't qualify uh, to get into the short loop for the for the prizes, uh, but the, a homebred uh, ram lamb and a homebred ewe uh, lamb, and Sophie's delighted with the fact that they didn't look out of place being here. That's the important thing. But it's the Blue texels that you said but that
0: they're in and the Blue Texans are becoming now massive classes. I think oh, somebody yes. was saying there was 30 or 40, 40 odd maybe Ram Lams, and they would be one of the biggest classes in the show hugely popular and difficult to get into.
1: I think there was over 40 in both Ram Lam and the mm-hmm. I think it was over 40 in the, in the uh, Gimmer class as well, so yeah, that's that's huge.
0: It is, and and just remind me who was winning winning the blue Texas that there, Can you remember?
1: Mm-hmm. I've been told, and I can't remember.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll have a look around those. It's not really my passion. <laughs> no, no, I see that. But it, it's, so so what what got Sophie into, into into the sheep side of it then? Is that a uh, um, bit of encouragement from somebody, or get uh, some sheep?
1: very much uh, one of her friends? Um, a girl called Karen Hodgson, who has uh, pedigree Dorset sheep, and had a handful of uh, blue Texels, and Sophie caught a bug from, from Karen. So how many of the blue Texels have
0: you got running around polluting the place that you're? I <laughs>
1: think there's now 16 news.
0: Uh huh. Okay, and then, but uh, as you said, not your fashion there. They'll be uh, they'll be getting in the way of the cattle, or they all work together quite well.
1: It works quite well together. Uh, the only thing is. Mm. Uh, when there's nobody else, Dad gets left to do the feeding. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. And,
0: and some of the other, other breeds at the show here, there's, there's a lot of Highland cattle down here from, from Scotland, there's yeah. Angus
1: cattle down uh, Yes, the, um, well there'll be, there'll be three Scottish breeds here. There's uh, the Highlanders, uh, the Aberdeen Angus and the Shorthorns. Mm. Um, I don't think anything else really is I mean, Welsh Blacks are not... <laughs> another popular native breed. And the Longhorns a popular native breed, but, but the, the three Scottish breeds will be shorter than Anguson.
0: And, and there'll also be a lot of silverware going back on that wagon that came down full of drink. and will be going back full of, full of cups to a lot of those places there because the, the wagon will definitely be empty of drink anyway, but there'll be a lot of silverware, a lot of championships will be going back north of the border, with Well, them? Uh, Richard Rettie
1: has got a team of... Uh, Charlies here for various other people in his livery and uh, the the male champion in the Charlies and uh, was in the interbreed group of five, so Richards had, had a successful time. But we've also and
0: got to mention, of course, uh, young Nesbitt there, Nesby winning the Highland show, got pipped at the Yorkshire show, but came down here all the way from Scotland there, and some party going on last night when Nesby won the commercial. That's
1: right. Uh, tremendous, and the enthusiasm from him as well is unbelievable.
0: Enthusiasm from all of you, I think, but then if you're going to make that trip down here, you have to be enthusiastic, and, and you come down with expectations, but it's not all about winning, it's coming down for the crack.
1: That's my viewpoint is, that you go into the show ring and you try your best, and after that, win, lose or draw,
0: it's parting. As my father used to say, win or lose, we'll have some booze, George, is that right? That's right, that's, <laughs> the, that's the phrase. Excellent, well it's getting near opening time, and George, it's been an absolute pleasure to see you down here, and I've been wanting to speak to you for a while on Top Lines and Tales, and it's superb to have your company here, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's special episode of Top Lines and Tails and as I said I apologise a little bit for the sound quality on uh, on this week's uh, recording but uh, it's been a great uh, week at the Royal Welsh Show and some fantastic animals that we've seen and uh, we'd like to thank our sponsors of course Harborough who uh, commit to us every week but not only commit to us but commit to the livestock world and uh, going amongst the lines there the amount of Harborough bags that you see considering that we're down here in Wales it, uh, it shows the intensity that uh, ...and and the coverage that Harbro have across the Pedigree Livestock world... ...and a lot of the champions here at the Royal Welsh Show... ...and all the other shows as well have been fed on Harbro products... ...so uh, don't forget to look out Harborough Harbro... ...and maybe contact your local representative... ...and see what Harbro can do for you... ...not just in the, the field of winning with Pedigree Stock... ...but right across the board there with their great range of products... ...so look them out on the internet or find them on social media... ...and while you're on social media we'll try and bring you a few pictures... ...on our Facebook page... ...please join in a few pictures from the Royal Welsh Show and from various other things that might back up this on previous episodes.